Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hi, and welcome back to Raising Joy. I'm Kristen Perch. And I'm Winnie King. You know that. You know yes. that. You know. You know something. I really like to talk about music, and I love certain kinds of music, and I listen to it all the time. But, you know, I have two genres of music that I really like. Okay. I know you're interested. Oh, oh of course I am. What What are the, what, what made the top? I, I the top? love jazz. Yes. I love jazz. And I love blues. I love blues. It is something about the rawness and the, I don't know. It is just, it's just incredible to me. And I love listening to it. I wish I could sing it, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's really good. And, you know, and of course I love the blues because I named my dog B.B. <laughs> King. B.B. King. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Of course. Do you, do you like, so those are kind, they're more improvisational mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. is it, is it that, is it kind of like it being unpredictable is it, does it take you back to a time? Is it the way it makes, like, what is it about those two? You know, I don't know. Cause, um, uh, I, yeah, I think it is very unpredictable. It is improvisational. Everybody can get their time in the spotlight, the bass player, the guitarist, yeah. the piano, you know, it, it, and you're like, God, how do they play that? How do they do that? And together and they don't yeah. talk. Yeah. And, they just... and, and how do you get away from the melody and you can come back to it? And it's just, it's, it's really, I, I went on a jazz cruise about five years ago and I thought this is heaven. Like I've, I've, I'm done. Like, yeah. This is, it. this is heaven. And it was it was incredible, but I, I love music, and I think it's it's something special for everybody. Yeah, I, I I think there is a healing power to it. It is. Um, and we like we always ask kids, you know, like what are your coping skills? Like, what do you? How do you decompress? What do you, and like, mm-hmm. I would say ninety five percent of the time, music listening yeah. to music is on there. And and of course, you know, being an advocate of TikTok, I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to broaden my horizon. Okay. <laughs> There's some stuff on TikTok. <laughs> There's some silliness. Yeah, that's for sure, for sure. Well, you know, speaking of music, but today we're talking with a very, very special guest. I am so excited about this. He is a father. He's a songwriter and a musician. And he's an incredible advocate for the health of children. He also happens to be the president and CEO of Cook Children's Healthcare System. Mr. Rick Merrill, thank you for joining us today. It is my pleasure. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this conversation you guys are having. Wanting to jump in, but you haven't introduced me uh, yet. Okay, so. okay, okay, okay. Now's your time. Okay, so what does music mean to you and how does it play for you? How does it help you? I think music means everything to me. Mm. Um, I grew up in a home uh, where music was played and enjoyed. Um, I learned to play the guitar in seventh grade, got lessons and started playing. I talked fancy to my parents and I got an electric guitar still oh. while I was in high school. Um, I also played the piano growing up. I had took lessons, had piano recitals like a lot of folks, but I was more interested 
in playing football in the street than practicing <laughs> on the yeah, piano. Yeah. So yeah, that no. didn't work out so well. Although I still enjoy dabbling on, on, on the piano. And then I played the trumpet in, in junior high and high school growing up. Whoa. So there's this track of music that runs in my head all of the time. Uh-huh. Um, I am always thinking about songs. I'm always, uh, always want to listen to songs on the radio. And, and um, it's just a very big part of who I am for a lot of reasons. Okay. Okay. You know, I wouldn't have thought about it because you're the president and CEO of Cook Children's Healthcare System, and there's so much to that job, and it's such a big job and something big to do, and it's incredible and and all of that. And how do you fit music into something so enormous? Well, I've had the the uh, the opportunity to bake music into Cook Children's yes. through the Child Life Zone. We yes. can talk about that in yes. a moment. Um, <laughs> and you know who who doesn't want to be growing up a rock star or country star or pop star singing? I mean, everyone yeah. at some point thinks that they can do that, right? Yeah, got the hairbrush in, in front of the mirror. <laughs> Absolutely. Can, can I confess? I never had that. I always knew I couldn't sing, but I was a dancer. So I was okay. So we all have our thing. Yes. Uh, well, fair enough. <laughs> I never had that fantasy. Sorry. When you will sing and you'll do the interpretive dance. Here for that. Yeah. All right. um, and, and so, um, yeah, I mean, um, it, we all have busy lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really important that we all find some downtime. Mm-hmm. And the thing that recharges our battery is important. Music recharges my battery. Wow. Writing music is cathartic for me. It allows me to take and express frustrations, anger, mm-hmm. hurts, mm-hmm. all of those things that we deal with day in and day out and channel that into something that might be hopefully productive uh, and and maybe for someone else cathartic when they listen to the song. Yeah, yeah. I've always been curious, like how people write songs. So does it does usually the lyrics, the melody, like how does that? Does it go to get like how? Like what's a pro, like how do you how do you write a song? Yeah, m- music writing is 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 uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, um, you know, co-writing is is often done. Mm. You have co-writers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you don't co-paint. I mean, no. think about that, yeah. right? That's just it's a strange thing. So it's totally acceptable and even uh, often done mm-hmm. uh, in in L.A., Nashville, even in any any home right um and all of the songs that that I've written um some of them started with a melody that I had in my head mm. others started with just some lyrics I heard if you you'd be surprised if you just listen to people talk um things that come out of their mouth are are <laughs> like wait that's a song right I gotta write that yeah you know <laughs> and so that's that's kind of how this creative thing s- starts and you know, I've written, uh, I think Sonny and I have written nine songs together. Um, I've written, th- uh, written a, a couple of songs with another uh, person. One song that Sonny and I wrote, uh, it literally, literally, I had this idea in my head one night, and uh, I, wrote the, I wrote the words to the song in about 30 minutes. Okay. And it just came out. Okay, that's when you know. And and then Sonny, <laughs> Sonny wrote the music to okay, it. Okay, gotcha. And so, you know, we kind of go back and forth. And, you know, you you sleep on it. You have a, someone has a really good line. Oh, man, got to keep that, right? That, yeah. that really hits the mark, right? Yeah. And then, okay, but what do we do after that, right? And sometimes it, it flows, sometimes it doesn't. 
But that's that whole creative process that, uh, you know, I, I, it's interesting. Amy Grant, uh, listening to her a lot growing up, mm-hmm. she has this song called It's Not a Song. And, and the lyrics are, it's not a song till it touches your heart. It's not a song till it tears you apart. Mm. After what's left of what's right and wrong, till it gets till it gets you th- to, to, to you, it's not a song. So I think there's some wisdom in that, in that and, and, yeah. and, and experience, an experienced songwriter yeah. telling the world through her eyes and her heart what it takes to really write a song and what it means to write a song, not just to the songwriter, right. but to the listening audience right. as well. There's a, there's a particular song that you've written that we're very interested in because as we understand it, um, the Joy Campaign kind of inspired you to write the song. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, um, one of my bucket list items uh, was to write uh, a song that truly had meaning to it that could impact the lives of others. Um, I don't know why I wanted to do that, but that was just something important to mm-hmm. me. And so Sonny, Sonny, I've written, I mean, Country Western songs, right? She cleans up good. I, I'm in pretty good shape for the shape that I'm in. Okay. I mean, these are Papa Top romance, you know. So those aren't really the kinds of songs, even though they were a lot of fun to write yeah. and, and they had their Papa purpose. Not the kind of song I was really wanting to write. Yeah. And so I started. Uh, literally, it took me seven years to write this song. Oh. And um, I would lay in bed at night thinking about it, maybe too much. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you wake up at two in the morning mm-hmm. and the itty bitty pity committee convenes yep. <laughs> to keep you up, yep. you know, I try and turn that around and make it productive. And so thinking through some of my songs at two in the morning mm-hmm. actually is fairly healthy, I think, okay. <laughs> or at okay. least a lot better. Even though I'm not getting the sleep I need, at yeah. least I, my mind's not going to those those places that sometimes your mind wants to take you. Um, and, and so I just, I was stuck. I, I'd written the, the verses and they, I really liked them. I, they, they really resonated with what I was trying to, to communicate, but I just couldn't get the verse out. I mean, the chorus out. Mm-hmm. I just, I struggled with it. Mm-hmm. And then the joy campaign come, came along mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, there's something about this, mm-hmm. you know, just breathe, open, open up, up you and you matter. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to write a chorus around that, and I just couldn't get there. It was just one of those blocks that mm-hmm. I had, a writer's block. Mm-hmm. And I'd known a producer in Nashville that I was going to go to anyway to, to, to produce the song, and he's written a lot of music and played, you know, in bands all throughout his life. So I said, hey, Jeff, would you help me? <laughs> I need some help, man. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, send me, send me the lyrics. And I'd had another uh, gentleman who I, I've known for many years ha- have a song that he, he'd written, just the music part. And I tried writing this song with him, and, he, he, and it just didn't work right. out. It uh-huh. just, just, we didn't gel for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So he, he basically said, if, this music's yours if you want it. And, and I, didn't, I didn't like all of it. There's a couple of little licks in, in what he did that I really did like. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had. And so Jeff and I went back and forth over a, a, literally a two-week period, wow. writing and calling each other and sending emails back and forth and texts back and forth. And he really helped me nail the, mm. the chorus. Mm. And we were able to get next-level musicians and artists in Nashville 
put this song together. Wow. And I will tell you, there's nothing like something that you've worked so long on to yeah. try and accomplish. Sit there in that recording studio and listen to it come alive wow. with talent that is second to none. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it takes you to your knees. I mean, it really <laughs> oh. does. Um, and so I, I don't know if this song, I mean, for me, I think it checked the box on my bucket list. I don't yeah. know if it does or yeah. for others, but um, certainly the intent is there. And uh, I hope that whoever listens to it um, will have that opportunity to, to, to grab hope because that's really what, what the song is all about. Mm, that's good. That's good. What's the name of the song? Um, Just a Breath Away, okay. meaning hope. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, my, and a lot of this too came from me watching um, school kids. Um, I was actually on the board at, at my daughter's school. And so I was invited to lunch often. And, you know, anyone who has two daughters mm-hmm. knows the, the pains that they go through <laughs> and the struggles that they go yeah. through. And man, there's, there's a lot there's of, a lot. Uh, there can be some very unkind people sure. out there. Sure. And um, our daughters have always given others respect, mm-hmm. um, given them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that they're, 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 they don't fall into a mean camp at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really a, a, a struggle and, and it was very hurtful to watch them go through some of this. And so mm-hmm. that was a big part of this song. I, I remember going into the school one day at lunch uh, with my daughter, one of my daughters, and there was a young man sitting by himself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why, why won't people sit with him? Right. Mm -hmm. And all of the, the culmination of all of these scenes and these memories in my head, Mm -hmm. um, really put, are put into this song. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's go ahead and hear it.
Okay. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. Maybe you should give up your day job, but not really, because you're also good at that. Like, okay. really good at that. I'm not okay. giving up the day job. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me just say, and I don't have a lot of smoke to blow up your skirt, but <laughs> that was really good. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that was really good. You know, it made me think about the Joy campaign because we've said just breathe, which means we just kind of want you to take a pause. Mm-hmm. You know, take a, take a moment. Because, you know, hope is just a breath away. And we had been hearing about these kids who were, you know, attempting suicide and, and, and you know, not taking the time to stop and know that you can get on the other side. That, that's, that's exactly what that felt for me. Yes. Absolutely. That was incredible. Well, again, thank you. It, it, was, it was very meaningful for me to write. Finally, write this song after seven years and get yeah, it I, get it put I together. I think you did it. Yeah. I think you did good for seven. Years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the uh, you know again the the musicians in Nashville they they are the next level. I mean it the, the the lady that sang it she's actually one of the backup singers for Amy Grant and Vince Gill. Wow. And I'm sitting there talking to my co-writer and producer Jeff Teague and Jeffrey Teague and I, I said Jeff what why isn't she on the road right I know. And he said you know what she doesn't want to do be. that. Yeah. She loves this. Yeah. She has a family. She wants to be home every night with her kids. Yeah, I get that. And um, that's pretty special. I yeah. mean, that's the, but that's the kind of talent that's sitting out there. Yeah. Well, seven years. You know, the Bible talks about seven being the number of completion, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so I like that. <laughs> you've completed. This is this wow. is really good. Um, as a father. Uh, can you relate to the lyrics? I know you can because you you kind of spoke about that before we went to the. Well, yeah, and and I can on on a lot of levels, frankly. Um, certainly, raising two daughters that my wife and I truly wanted them to just be kind souls when they grow up, to 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 be kind in the face of some of the the meanness that's out mm-hmm. there, and watching that certainly um, was was hard mm-hmm. and painful, um, and. You know, being in a children's hospital, mm. you know, for a number of years now, uh, not just at Cook, but in Corpus at Driscoll Children's, seeing a lot of this and hearing a lot about mm. some of the pains and, and the trouble that um, that young people and, and adolescents find themselves in, um, it just spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone needs to write a song about hope that yeah. helps them understand that you can get through it. There is hope on, on, the, other on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially now that we've dragged through this pandemic, but mm-hmm. even but even as we have dragged through it, the residual is still there from mental health with children who are suffering and probably will be suffering for decades as a result of what they've experienced yeah. during that time. Yep. You know, I, I think it's a tsunami. Yeah, me too. Uh, I do, and I'm very concerned and worried about that. Now, one song like this isn't going <laughs> to turn this thing around, you know. but, you know, we all have something to contribute, yeah. and I think where we can contribute to try and get the tide turned, we all should. Now, obviously, you, doctor, do amazing. <laughs> you're right in the thick of it, and you're making— I was say, it really feels like a tsunami. That was yeah. an app, that was, that No, was an but I mean, seriously, I mean, I, you— are at the epicenter of what is what, what is going on with our youth and our, our, our adolescents and young young boys and girls. And uh, I, I don't know how to thank you enough for what you do. Thank you. And 
the grace and and the and the incredible gift that you have given to your patients and your families is something that I am actually very very proud of and I just thank you for that. Thank you. I know y'all are gonna make me cry. Thank you. I wasn't supposed to cry on this one. <laughs> thank. That's too kind. Like it is, and we can do the work because we have support. So not every children's hospital gives uh, mental health. Like they don't take it seriously. Um, and mm. but Cook is not that case. Like right. that's never been the case. And um, so we appreciate this. Well, I and. On on the air, I'm saying to you, you let me know if I can help further. Because <laughs> that really is my job. No, I mean, you know, obviously we have we have a culture where our physicians are totally ingrained in our decision making and our thought process and strategy and all of those. And so you guys have an incredible voice, and I'm always listening. So raise your hand when you need to. But that's why we can do the work. Yeah, it is. I, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Sure. Thank you so much. You know, tell us a little bit about how you offer emotional support to your children to your girls and i know that they're older now but still yeah well still. family <laughs> family is is very very important to to us in in, in the merrill clan mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and we've always we've always made it um a priority to be with them and in their lives yeah. not not being a helicopter mom or dad but just being there mm-hmm. for them you know I remember one of my daughters just having a really difficult time, and she was just in her bathroom on the floor crying one day. And I went in, and I didn't say anything. I just sat down beside her, and I cried with her. Mm-hmm. And being there is half of it, maybe more than half. <laughs> I don't know. Because sometimes words fall flat, right? And sometimes you don't even know what to say. But being there is really, really important. And so we've always tried to be there for them. Um, we hauled them with us on vacation, even when they were <laughs> infants, you know, just yeah. hauled them everywhere with yeah. us, and we were always there for them. I made made it a point, and I've been fortunate enough to have a job that allowed me to move my schedule in ways that I could always be there for the recitals, mm-hmm. always be there for the plays, those things that are that they're up front and center, and they're looking out, where's, where's mom and dad, right? Yeah. And just want to be there yeah. for them and with them. Absolutely. Well, one of your many accomplishments is the creation of the Child Life Zone. You spoke a little bit about it earlier, yes. ingraining music yes. <laughs> in Cook Children's. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the you know knowing knowing what how music impacts me and how I think about music. And knowing that a lot of children, okay, not every child. <laughs> I know. Some I was just want to be dancers. Some of us are dancers. But, but a lot of children. Okay, little back of it. A lot of children. You call me out on that one, by the way. Now, a lot of children do want to be, think that, think that they want to be some type of star, yeah. you know, when they grow up. A, a, a singer, you know, musician. Something, yeah. right? Yeah. And I started thinking through, um, you know, how about the children who are chronic chronically ill or, or even worse, some who might be terminal, mm-hmm. why not give them an opportunity to, to be that mm-hmm. for, a, for a time, mm-hmm. right? So we have this incredible sound room and this recording studio with the boom mic. I mean, you feel yeah. like you're in yeah. LA or you Nashville in a recording studio. Yeah. It's ever bit that yeah. and more. Yeah. And uh, we have a, an incredible, incredibly gifted uh, soundboard mm-hmm. uh, person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what... What a nice gift potentially to give to mom and dad for their child who who might be terminal. Then 
their child singing a song that they loved, you know, and, and recording that and giving that CD t- to mom and dad. Wow. And what, I, what I've also learned through all this music, it, it can be incredibly therapeutic mm-hmm. for our patients and for siblings mm-hmm. and for mom and dad even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, King Saul in the, in the Old Testament mm-hmm. was mad, but the only thing that calmed his spirit was a harp. Mm-hmm. And so the saying is, a gentle heart can soothe the kings of madness come and gone, okay. right? Yeah. And so when you have children who aren't willing to, who for whatever reason, just can't express the pain, the anger, the frustration that they're going through, why did I? Why do I have this disease? Why? Why can't it be someone else? All of those things that go through the, yeah. a child's mind. When we get Sonny Burgess and others to sit down with them, and and start talking with them and start introducing music into it, all of a sudden these feelings just start flowing oh. out of these children, mm-hmm. and it it is it is a very therapeutic thing for them. And many of our children have started writing these songs, mm. and 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 our team have put together music to go with it. And we've recorded songs about being bullied, all of these Mm. things that these children are going through these days. And so it's just been a, it's been in a remarkable uh, uh, place within Cook Children's. It's a no owie zone, right? Mm -hmm. So the kids that go in there are, they can make their decision to do whatever they want to do, but there's no medicine, there's no shots, there's no owies whatsoever in there. So they can just be kids. And that's really important. So it has a lot of features to it, obviously, just besides the music studio. We have the recording studio, the mute, the TV studio mm-hmm. with Child Life Zone 33. So we have all kind of interactive games, and we let kids go on live and do, if they want to be a weather person, yeah. they can be a weather person, or they want to be a cook or, yeah. Yeah, or a puppeteer. I mean, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really great way for kids to just be kids, even though they're hurting or they're having issues uh, in, they're in a place that they don't necessarily want to be, a children's hospital. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And a lot of kids can't leave. That's you know, right. they can't. So this is a way to escape and still get treatment or have to go back, you know, but yeah. it recharges their battery and Absolutely. they're able to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. keep going. As the president and CEO, and, you know, again, we've alluded to the fact that it's a pretty big job, you know, seven, nine companies, nine companies and all of that that goes with it. What would be your wish for Cook Children? Hmm. Wow. Um, <clears throat> how long do we have? <laughs> Until you get tired. You know, here's, you're the boss. Here's, here's the thing. You know, I, I, I suppose that if you asked ask me this question um, before the pandemic, or mm-hmm. you asked me five years from now, um, that same question, I, I might have a different answer yeah. because I think um, things change, our perspective changes. But I would say to you right now. Um, one of the most important things that, that, that is on my thought and, and my plate is to ensure the well-being of all of our employees, all 9,000 employees, okay. including our employed okay. physicians. Okay. And, you know, I, I, healthcare is hard. It is hard business. And if you're going to get into it, just know that you're going to be tired. There are going to yes. be moments and days which you're going, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. But my prayer and hope for every employee is that when they put their head on the pillow at night, rather than feel like that it's death by a thousand cuts, they will have a, a sigh of, you know what? It was hard today, but I did something really special. Yeah. I made a real difference in a child's life, yeah. or I, I made a real difference in one of my coworkers yeah. in some issues that they're going through. Yeah. 
And so I really, I'm really constantly thinking about what can we do to ensure that everyone has um, the best chance at, at, at you know, the, the well-being of, of their personhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's just really important. Because now, if the employees are in well-being and if they're robust and they're they're doing well, mm-hmm. what happens well, to the patient? <laughs> and yeah, and no one's going to stop us at that point, yeah, right? We're, we're, exactly. We are un, unstoppable. Now, obviously. Other things, you know, that we won't get into, finances and all those things are always on my mind, strategy, you know, and I, you know, I tell people, you know, they, they ask me, well, what, what do you think about strategy? Well, so I, my job is not to think about tomorrow. Okay. My job is to think about the day after and the day after and the day after. Okay. And so besides, you know, writing music at two in the morning, I play, <laughs> I play through, I play through scenarios in my head over and over again about, okay, if we do this, then what? If we do this, then what? What's the benefit? And so, you know, I, I just hope that, that, um, I don't miss an opportunity. My wish is that I don't miss an opportunity to take Cook Children's and all that we do to the next level because mm. because our employees and our patients deserve it. Yeah, they do. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know there, you've been instrumental in so many programs like the Reach Institute that we've talked about um, on the podcast before that, you know, taught primary care doctors and continues to teach them um, how to treat mental health concerns. And in terms of like increasing access for kiddos mm-hmm. with behavioral health struggles, like that was really key and really important. Um we're learning as, you know, we're getting like a year into the program that it's, it is hard work and it's a burden um, in that I think sometimes pediatricians take it home as we all do. Right. And um, so we're, we're trying to figure out how to support them now, right. like how to make sure that they're right to be able to do the work. Cause it's, right. it is a lot. Well, and you know, that was a no brainer for me to mm-hmm. fund that program and it took off like crazy and yeah. people are the, you know, physicians are really, getting something out of it and our patients are as well. And, you know, we're going to even above and beyond that again, not to get into the, the operations in the, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the tiny <laughs> stuff, but cause, cause this is about music, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> but, but, you know, embedding mental health workers in, in our primary care practices, because I mean, if you're, you know, if you're, you know, reach certainly has helped, you know, with that to zero in on the issue quickly and, and be efficient with your time, but still giving that patient and that family the time they need. But, well, they can they can chew up an hour of time, you know, and then your whole schedule's just way off, and then you're there till nine o'clock at night, and then you're charting, and you're not even having family time. So, putting that mental health worker in that practice allows mm-hmm. the the primary care physician to hand that patient off, and with with the intent that we get to the issues and we keep them healthy, so that they're not seeing you, doctor, on yes. the inpatient side or the yes. partial hospitalization mm-hmm. side. Yes, prevention. Yep. I- you know, and we're also really involved, and again, not to get into the too much of the operations, but there's so much going on, and it's so exciting, too. But um, the new community project in Las Vegas Trail. Yes. Um, I think one of the great commitments that I've seen out of Cook, and it, and it predates my time at Cook, they actually started neighborhood clinics, and they were identifying patients who were accessing our ER, low-acuity patients accessing our ER, particularly after hours and on weekends, um, for their primary care needs. And that's just episodic and it's expensive and it's just not good care. It's no medical home for these families. So we started mapping out where all these families were coming from. So we started dropping these neighborhood clinics in these specific areas. Well, this will be our ninth neighborhood clinic. Wow. And um, this is a special one because we're starting to, to, to build into this uh, a lot of wraparound services mm. uh, to address food insecurity, to, to address the mental health issues, um, and uh, even the education 
uh, and training components uh, that that a lot of families are looking for and help with 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 that for for employment, right? Sure. And we are uh, working on a partnership with JPS, so we'll have the entire family wrapped around uh, with this Las Vegas Trail clinic, and we just got approval from our board, so we're going to start breaking ground probably in the early fall of this year, and it's exciting. And, you know, these are these are expensive ventures. I mean, we lose about a million dollars a year per clinic, but, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. that's if we're creating medical homes for these families and ease of access, well, that that's, again, it's a no-brainer. Do that all day long. Yeah. This one, is with all of its wraparound services and so forth, is going to be a lot more expensive and, and we'll lose a lot more, but it's still it's still worth it. And it was really so encouraging for me to sit and, and, and watch our board hear this discussion. And before we could even ask for approval, move to approve. I mean, they were all on all it. In. And it, it just all made in. them feel proud about the great work that we're doing for our community uh, here in Fort Worth and the surrounding area. Well, I'm glad that they approved it before I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, this was a uh... awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Rick, for joining us today. This has been so much fun. Well, I, I hope I hope uh, it touches uh, some of the audience in a special way. Uh, and if it does, then, then uh, again, I check the box. Uh, you know, my, my game plan is obviously to tr- try and get someone to sing this song so it can be heard by a broader audience, right? Sure. Uh, rather than me sending it around to different people and say, hey, listen to this song, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And too bad uh, Tanya is not, uh, the singer's not not you know, willing to take this and, and run with it, you know, and, and go on the road with it. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a special person out there that, that will take this song and do something mm-hmm. special with it, and I hope that 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 happens. And so any listeners out there, there by the way, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to pitch it that way, but, but anyway, that's what, that's what they're, where we are right now. So we're, we're thinking of different artists that we could approach to say, Hey, would you be interested in this song? Okay. Wonderful. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It is, it's at a great place. So you cannot leave unless you answer one more question. And that's the question we ask everyone. And it is, what are you grateful for? Yeah. A lot. Um, yeah. Again, how much time do we have? But l- let me let me try and just hit or summarize. I think the things that hit the top of my mind when you asked me that question, and having our having had our conversation, our family, mm-hmm. our health, um, in my family, and the fact that our daughters are mature and kind and loving people who are inviting and and are are sympathetic and empathetic to those around them. Um, that's, that's, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful to my wife for allowing me to do what I do because Mm -hmm. she's a physician, but as I've made my move, she's reinvented herself over and over again, but she's been willing to do that. And and she's been willing to still as a physician, be a mom for, for our, our children. And that's, that's, that's hard. You you know, this, you know, this It's very (laughs) hard. And I am so grateful that I have been given the ultimate privilege for me to be at Cook Children's in the position that I'm in and to make a difference, not, not, you know, at the bedside like you do, Dr. Perch, but, but with the decisions that I make that allow our physicians to do more and to do greater things and better things for our our patients and families Mm -hmm. that we serve. I, I am 
I never take that for granted. I will never take that for granted. And I wake up every morning grateful that I have that opportunity. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. You want to go? No? Go ahead. I know. I'm still thinking. Um, I will say that I am very grateful for leadership that is concerned about my well-being. Yep. Even though I'm not at the patient bedside, even though I'm not... Um, a physician. We are in support of everything they do within my department. We support that effort and we tell those stories. And uh, I can't tell you, it isn't hard sometimes and it's really a lot of hard work. Um, We love the work, but it is, it's a lot. Uh, We're doing a lot. Um, But to have someone who's concerned about whether or not I lay my head down and I'm feeling good about what I've done or um, is, is um, I, I can't say how grateful, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Word, I have no words. I have no words because everybody doesn't feel like that. It is all, it's about the product. It's about getting out more widgets. It's again, you know, go do more, do more. Um, and, you know, not many people are concerned about the health and the well-being of the people who are making the widgets and who yes. are doing the work of the widgets. Um, you know, so... To have you say that, and and I know that to be true, because I've heard you say it before. I've heard you in meetings and heard your concerns about our our employees. So I know it's not just smoke going up in the air. So I'm very grateful, very appreciative, very grateful for that. Yes, um, I was initially going to say compassionate leadership was yeah. what I was grateful yeah, for. It's funny, like, first. no, <laughs> but I I'm grateful for rest. Um, I, I worked last weekend and I'm not going to work this weekend and I'm going to rest and I'm so excited. (laughs) Well deserved. (laughs) About, I don't have any plans and that sounds amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for rest. That'll be great. That's very good. And you'll be ready for Monday morning. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be ready. I'm ready. ready. Yeah, we'll be ready. Well, awesome. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for the this opportunity and for, for this podcast. You yeah. guys, this is really, you guys are rock stars. <laughs> or dance, dancers, dance excuse I'll be, me. I'll be a dance star. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, this is, this is really special what you, you all are doing and, and the audience that, that gets to hear, the people that, that gain and, and get something out of this is yeah. really, I mean, this is really special. We so thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's amazing. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, until next time, just breathe. Open up. You matter. matter.